Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 31 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Morningbrook Digital Consultancy. If you need help with your digital and social customer care journey mapping, email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Thoughtful Thursday, also known around here as Friday Eve. Because why? Because tomorrow's Friday and we're very excited about it. Yes, we are. On Thoughtful Thursday, we discuss deep thoughts, including overarching strategy and organizational structure. So today we're going to be talking about journey mapping. But before we get into that, I will remind you, as I have been every day, that the the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit that's happening at the Marriott Brooklyn Bridge November 16th and 17th is right around the corner and I have a coupon code for you. So if you are waiting to register, wait no more. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash insight, I-N-C-I-T-E. Go through the registration process and use the coupon code supportive, S-U-P-P-O-R-T-I-V-E. And that will get you not 100, not 200 but $300 off the cost of your registration. As far as I know, that's the best coupon code out there. So go ahead and register today. It's at the Marriott Brooklyn Bridge. I prefer to stay on property when possible because everything's right there and everything's going on. You can go to the events and know what's happening and not miss anything. And these rooms do sell out when the event's getting full. So you want to make sure that you get your rooms as quickly as you can. So get that done, people. All right. Now let's talk about today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Steve Jobs, who said, you've got to start with the customer experience and work back toward the technology, not the other way around. And our book of the day is Mapping Experiences, a complete guide to creating value through journeys, blueprints, and diagrams by James Kalbuck. All right, so let's talk about journey mapping your digital experience. The definition of journey mapping, according to Frankie, is journey mapping is an activity activity increasingly performed by large organizations to better understand the customer's experience with a brand. We heard in episode 25, the CX Talks coverage, that AT&T has added experience to their overall company mission statement. It has really risen to that level at AT&T, which is a very big and innovative company, but it's also a very old company. AT&T has has been around for over a hundred years. So even older traditional companies that are very successful are doing this, understanding that experience is the thing that we are going to be focusing on now and in the future. So we do need to understand what does it feel like when our customer is interacting with our company. This is why we do these journey mappings. We want to view the customer's journey step by step. 
rep. We want to locate and correct any customer pain points, and we want to find and correct inefficiencies or errors in our processes. See, that's the hidden thing. Uh, when you think about journey mapping, it may be your experience that people do journey maps and not much happens when they get done. But that's the key is that we want to do a journey map where we find information and then correct the inefficiencies or the errors that are exposed as we roll through this journey mapping process, because this increases customer satisfaction. And we know in our hearts that this is true because all of us are customers or consumers of goods and services. And we have had to have interactions that didn't feel right, didn't work right. I call it an insurance company the other day. I had the account number for the insurance company, but the way that it was printed on the statement is not the way that they held it in the computer. So I called one telephone number, was told to call a different telephone number. They weren't even able to transfer me. So I dialed the next telephone number. They didn't know why I was given that phone number. So I called a third telephone number. And then I was told that I needed to have a different piece of information because the account number wouldn't work. So finally, when I got the other piece of information, which was a social security number, and I called back, they said, oh, well, you did have the right account number. It's just supposed to have a zero at the end of it. Well, I don't know how anybody's supposed to know that. If you pull it directly off the statement and it doesn't have the zero, how would you know that? These are the types of inconsistencies, inefficiencies, and errors in process that can save a company money. So even if you're not concerned about the customer experience, in the case of insurance, I'm not going to cancel my insurance policy because of that inefficiency. But the insurance company should be interested in that because I spent their money. I called 1-800 number, talked to one agent, spent that money. And if it's $7 per telephone call, let's play it out. I spent $7 making the first phone call. I spent $7 making the second phone call. So we're up to $14. And then I spent another $7 making the third telephone call. So an interaction that should have only cost $7 now costs that company $21 because they don't print the last zero on the account number in their billing statement. If they had access to this information, they could probably cut their calls by a significant percentage. This is why we journey map because we want to be able to, as good stewards of our company's finances, we want to be able to find and locate these inefficiencies and pull them out of the company, save the company money, and at the same time provide a better customer satisfaction rating because I would be more satisfied if I only had to call once. And that should decrease churn and increase the amount that a customer will spend with you. So you say, wow, Frankie, that sounds good. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. Where do I start? Four steps to start. Number one, contact your customer experience department and find out what they already do and what they already have. At large organizations, you probably already have a customer experience department that has done some form of journey mapping. It may or it may not include your social media customer care program, depending on the age of that program and the size of that program. Sometimes social media customer care today is only one or two percent of the overall incoming customer contact volume for an organization. So it's thought of as very small. Your customer experience department may not have done journey mapping specific to social media customer care, but social media customer care is growing in scale and growing in importance because it's growing in scale. And it's definitely very visible. So we need to take that into consideration. So that's step one. Step two is to contact adjacent business units like sales or marketing or public affairs to find out 
about what they do. Are they included in the customer experience department's journey mapping? Do they do their own journey mapping? What are they doing? And the reason that it's important to look and see what other people are doing and what they've done before is because if possible, you want to get your journey map as close to what other departments have done before you so that you have something to compare it to. If your journey map looks completely different than theirs, then you may not have enough comparable data to make any sort of analyses from one department to another. So keep that in mind and stay down the same path if you can. The third step in getting started on journey mapping is to determine the scope of the journey mapping need. Maybe you just need to start small with your department or maybe you need to go company wide. Maybe you need to suggest that a journey map be done for the entire company. That will purely depend on the size of your company, the size of your social media, customer care program, your resources, those types of things. So just know that you need to make sure that you understand the scope of the journey mapping exercise before you get started. And then the fourth step is just to begin the journey map. When you begin, do remember to add this to your special ops. See episode 23, reporting on special ops. This is important because this is one of those operations that you're going to do above and beyond your daily whirlwind that should be watched and monitored and tracked by your leadership as something fantastic that you're working on and you can have progress measured. All right, so that's gotten you started. You've gotten some research done. Now what do you do? Now I offer you seven steps to a simple journey mapping session for social care. You know me and my three, five, or seven steps. Like I said, a lot of this can be done in a very few steps when we step back and figure out exactly what it is that needs to be done. So the first step is to select a particular business case. For example, if a customer tweets your company to ask where her flower order is, you've decided, okay, I'm only going to look at the business case where a customer is asking for the flower order. And remember, this is a simple journey map. This is if you're doing just your department, you want to understand what's happening on social media customer care, you're going to start with your own journey through one little swim lane. The second step is to investigate the written procedure for providing support to the customer over social media. When you find the written procedure as it's documented for asking where her flower order is, pay close attention to a few things. The burden placed on the customer that could be handled by the agent. The same amount of activities have to be done, but we've talked about in previous episodes that customers perceive a better experience when a smaller portion of the burden is placed on them than is placed on the agent. So for example, in my case with the insurance company, it would have been great if the insurance company knew that quite frequently a zero was left off of the end of the account number. If they would take on the burden of adding a zero just to try and see if that was the account number rather than telling me to call back and look for other types of data if that was possible. So these are types of things that you want to look for and say, is there some way that we could take the burden off of the customer and put the burden on our own shoulders? You also want to pay attention to any circular processes. Again, the example with the insurance company is great because I went in circles that cost the insurance company money. I called this number, I called that number, I called a different number, called three different telephone numbers, and then was finally sent back, I think, they transferred me back to the first number. So I went around in a huge circle. Look for those circular processes. Also look for missing processes. If there's a point where a customer doesn't know what to do and they call in and the agent doesn't know what to do because there's not a process to tell them, look for that as well. So step one to uh, review is to select a particular business case. Step two is to investigate 
create the written procedure for providing support in that business case, step three is going to be research how the agents are actually handling the issue. So there is a written procedure or there isn't a written procedure. Then there's an opportunity for the agent to either follow that written procedure or not follow that written procedure. Or if there's no existing procedure, then the agent only has the option to not follow any procedure and to do what it is that they're doing. So what are they actually doing when they handle the issue? You can look for a few things. You can look for educational opportunities. You can look for process improvement opportunities or process creation opportunities. You can also look for, and this is really critical, look for the workarounds that are currently being used by agents. We know that in social customer care, we are looking for agents that make things happen. We want people who get things done and they're not really slowed down by a lack of a process sometimes. They just go ahead and build a bridge to get from one side to the other and take care of the customer, which is great. But sometimes, especially when things get busy, they don't take the time to go back and let someone know that they had to build that bridge. They just decide that the bridge is the new process. Well, that's great to get through and make sure customers are served because number one, serve the customer. But the bridge that they built from their level of understanding, their their purview into how the company works, it could be limited. It's possible that they're not aware of something that would be easier or faster, or maybe they need to share that bridge with another department. Maybe it's a fantastic idea, but the bridge isn't even known about in other sectors. So make sure that you understand workarounds that are currently being used by the agents. Ask them, say, is anything broken? And if they say no, say, are you sure? Is there anything that you've had to build a workaround for? And then they're happy to tell you about the workarounds usually that they've built. Step four is to pull CSAT scores for the sample interactions. Whoa, what does this have to do with journey mapping? I'll tell you what this has to do with journey mapping. This is about making sure that you understand for the existing interactions that we have examined, we want to know how does the customer feel about this interaction. You want to know where the scores match your expectations and you want to note when the scores are surprising you. So for the workaround example, maybe you see that an agent has created a workaround for this particular customer situation where the customer wanted to know where her flower order was and you suspect that that would really upset the customer that it was handled in that fashion. But you go look at the CSAT scores and you find that on that interaction, the customer was actually really happy. So then maybe you pull other similar types of issues where that workaround was used and you consistently find that the customer was really happy. That's something that you want to dig a little deeper into because maybe that bridge that was built should be the new process because it's really making customers happy and you hadn't anticipated that. And then when you're pulling the CSAT scores, you want to go ahead and use all of that data to set a baseline. Then you want to make sure that in step five, you are interviewing frontline agents. Don't forget this step because you want to ask them about the processes you selected to map and ask their opinions on the things we talked about earlier. What are the agent's opinions on what the educational opportunities are? Or where do they think the process opportunities lie for improvement of processes and creation of processes? And what do they think about the workarounds that are currently being used? Frontline agents have a point of view that is unique and very close to what's happening. So you want to make sure that you don't skip this part. Uh, a lot can be missed when we make strategy and processes at a very high level and we skip the step of asking frontline agents. We can really cost ourselves a lot of time. Then after all that's done, step six 
takes is to design an improvement plan using these findings. And then step seven is to measure the results and adjust accordingly. Report the results to leadership and then repeat the entire process with other touch points. Pretty cool, huh? There you have it for social media customer care strategy mapping. I know that if you go through those steps, you will find success in improving the journey that your customer has with your company. That's what I've got for you today. But let's talk about jobs. Do you have a job opening or are you looking for a spot? Either way, I'm happy to play matchmaker between perfect person and perfect position. Email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com and I'll share the open position publicly. I'll share resumes privately where it makes sense with potential employers. And I do want to ask too, if you know of a company who's doing a really great job delivering excellent customer care over social media or chat, any of the digital channels, shoot me an email at frankie at socially supportive.com and I'll reach out to them. I've gotten a couple of examples, especially after the hurricanes have blown through of companies that have done a fantastic job in delivering great customer service over social media that customers have been very pleased with. So if you've got any examples that you want to share, I am happy to take them. All right, that's what I've got for you today, folks. And I hope that you have a wonderful Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. Friday, and we will be talking about something in the line of Reform Friday, and that's all I'm going to tell you about it. So glad that you tuned in today. Until next time, and even after next time, this is Frankie Soche. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.